1: Welcome to The Shit Show.
2: Safer communities together, everybody. Watch out. You might be next. I don't want to be a fear monger on this humble little podcast, but this is serious and we could all be getting sausage soon.
1: Kia ora everyone, welcome back to, you already know what it is? No.
2: You already know who I am.
1: Y'all already know who I am. My name's Tofer. Wait, have we ever talked about that as a weirdest thing?
2: I don't know. No, I don't think we have.
1: Oh, okay. Well, if, you knew, what the, if you knew what that was, that little, y'all already know who I am. You already know who I am. My name's Tova, and I think Olivia. Then, <laughs> then Olivia. Then you're as extremely online as Squish and I. If not, just look up Tova on TikTok. Anyway, Squish and I—we've got the wonderful Squish here today. We don't have Dunk, so
2: uh, it's real. It's real weird listening to your own podcast. It's the only <laughs> time I ever listen to it, um, and someone else is doing my bits.
1: Yeah, it's good to have. Good to have a bit of variance. Selfishly, it's it's nice to know that at least once a month I might be doing it at a normal hour in a studio.
2: Oh, I was going to say, yeah, in an air-conditioned studio with a producer. <laughs>
1: but look, there's something nice about the the way your brain operates at 6am. It's almost like you just, you've got barely any filter. Harder for Ruby. Ruby, harder for you to know what to keep in and cut out. But Squish and I were just talking about how for the first time Ever we were early to our recording. Yeah. What time was it, Squish?
2: Uh, so instead of the the six a.m. on the dot, usually six oh three, uh, we were on Facetime at five fifty five a.m. So that's pretty good for us. So
1: round of applause, everyone. But then we fumbled it because we just spoke on Facetime. For
2: like, we we wasted time gossiping <laughs> instead of <laughs> we, using that time to create content.
1: And now it's six oh six, so we actually oh yeah.
2: Yeah, so now we're late, so that's...
1: So thanks, everyone. Yeah,
2: everyone, it's it's all your fault, everyone, not us.
1: (laughs) Squish, I didn't bring a weirdest thing that I saw on the internet this week, and one reason could be because, as I said to you, off mic, which I shouldn't have, um, maybe I'm online so much that nothing seems that weird anymore, which is kind of an ish, but also I had a dream last night, and it wasn't that weird, but it was kind of cute. A ball. It was kind of weird as well. So basically I really want a cat and I dreamt that I found this little ginger kitten and then I took it around to your house in Blenheim and you love the ginger kitten, but you're like, oh, I just don't have time to look after this because then you turned no, around don't. and you're holding a baby. And oh, I was Jesus. Like, Who's this, this baby? And you called it like your can't remember the word for it but you called it like you made up this word because it was your like girlfriend's like not an actual girlfriend just this random person but she was your girlfriend in the dream it was like her brother's kid and you like made up this portmanteau is it i don't know if it's portmanteau anyway you're holding a baby it wasn't yours but
2: did the cat kind of turn went. into the baby or is this no, just one of those dream things
1: no it was just really cute because I had a cat, but you had a baby, and I was wondering, am I predicting something or?
2: Hmm. I hope not. you about to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so.
1: Yes. <laughs> Look, this is just not the world to be bringing a child into, Nick. That's all. Oh, I'm it's saying. not in the
2: current economic <laughs> climate. Jesus, could you imagine? There's
1: not even MM people anymore.
2: I know. Oh, what a segue. What one is... of your best.
1: Damn, I forgot what they were called the MM icon things. Fuck. Anyway, tell me, Nick. There's, there's some. Spokes candies. Spokes candies. There's an Eminem M- 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 spoke candy drama.
2: Yeah. Um, they've been fired. They've been laid off. Um, the recession has hit too hard and they're gone. No. Um, they
1: are part of the big tech layoffs.
2: Tucker Carlson from Fox News got too horny over the green Eminem and now they have to take them away and replace them with Maya Rudolph. <laughs> uh, that's basically. The, <laughs> that's, um I've got a couple clips here that that Ruby
0: is going to just pop in seamlessly so you can understand what I'm talking about. M&Ms were pushing intolerance, but they were. They've been changed. You're seeing the changes right now on your screen. The green M&M, you will notice, is no longer wearing sexy boots. Now she's wearing sensible sneakers. Why the change? Well, according to M&Ms, quote, we all win when we see more women in leading roles because leading women do not wear sexy boots. Leading women wear frumpy shoes. The frumpier the better. That's the rule. The other big change is that the brown MM has, quote, transitioned from high stilettos to lower block heels. Also less sexy. That's progress. MMs will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous. Until the moment you wouldn't want to have a drink with any one of them. That's the goal. When you're totally turned off, We've achieved equity. They've won. Meanwhile, in a nod to the burgeoning wellness movement, the Orange Eminem will quote, acknowledge and embrace his anxiety. And actually, if you look at him, the Orange Eminem does appear very anxious. Maybe he doesn't like all the ugly new shoes he sees around him. Maybe he liked the sexy boots. Maybe the Orange Eminem is a secret sexist himself. I feel like
2: that is one of the weirdest things that could possibly happen on the internet. I mean, who gets upset about the M&M's, right?
1: Well, it's that classic thing of aiming your outrage at the absolute most waste of time thing you can aim your outrage at, right?
2: Oh, Exactly, like culture wars over gas cookers. What
1: happened with the M&M's was that, what, they had a rebrand and like gave the M&M's a bit of a glow up, some of them. And people got outraged?
2: Tucker Carlson got outraged. He basically, he was... The, these are his words, not mine. I'm not trying to personify these. Well, they are personified characters, yeah. I guess, because they've got faces. Um, but he said that the, the green Eminem was less sexy, so they took away their boots and replaced them with slightly less provocative shoes, I guess, which I don't know how that gets you riled up. I mean, they're just fucking shoes on a cartoon character, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then yeah. ran his mouth about it on Fox News and
1: And then Eminem bended to it.
2: Wow, well, I don't know, maybe
1: They did. That's what that's what pisses me off, I reckon, is like the Eminem I'm gonna read you the statement um that they made. Because it's like the worst parts of misdirected anger and like you said, like culture wars over Something that's really not that deep, bro. And then it's like the right wing who was so outraged, kind of win. Uh, anyway, America, let's talk. In the last year, we've made some changes to our beloved Spokes candies. We weren't sure if anyone would even notice, and we definitely didn't think it would break the internet. But now we get it. Even a candy's shoes can be polarizing, which was the last thing m and wanted since we're all about bringing people together. Therefore, we've decided to take an indefinite pause from the spokes candies. In their place, we're proud to introduce a spokesperson America can agree on, the beloved Maya Rudolph. We're confident Miss Rudolph will champion the power of fun to create a world where everyone feels they belong. And not that Maya Rudolph won't slay the boots in the house down. As the new M M&M and M Spokes candy, but it's just the dumbest shit ever that they were like, "We're retiring the Spokes candies because so many people were outraged." About I mean, the shoe change
2: cynical hat on. PR. It's all marketing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the number one comment is this is totally a PR. The
2: song. Spokes candies are going to be back in two months' time. Mm-hmm. We're going to have funny ads about the the Spokes candies running over supermarket, you know, tills or whatever, using yeah. them as a treadmill. Tucker Carlson's going to be pissed. They're going to sell more M and M's. I feel like some yeah. peanut M and M's right now, and we're all going to be back to normal. Yeah. So,
1: yep. And I think Mans has just predicted the future,
2: and we've got something to talk about.
1: There'll probably even be an ad with Meyer.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. She's going to voice her own one. She's going to look like a cartoon candy. She's going to say something woke, and everyone's going to be happy. <laughs> M's, where where are my checks? You know, I've basically just written your new ad campaign. Literally,
1: I can't wait to make a TikTok out of you saying all of that and then the exact thing happening and being like, mm-hmm. we should be yep. writing
2: for The Simpsons. Yep. That's a million views right there. Yep. Y'all already know who I am.
1: <laughs> my name's Quish, and I just predicted that Eminem spilt Candy's future. <laughs> okay. Now, a much more imp story is probably... Um, the news that Jacinda Ardern has resigned as Prime Minister. Squish. First of all, how did you react to this news? What 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 went on?
2: I ran screaming through the winery. Brian,
1: <laughs> Phoebe, look. did you? No. Oh damn!
2: Um, I was just looking at my phone and saw the RNZ notification pop up. I was like, oh shit.
1: Yeah. I just um, was sitting back at my desk after recording last week's chit show, literally just after. And then I just get a text from Duncan saying, "Jacinda with five exclamation marks. And I was, I hadn't been on the news yet. Mm-hmm. And then you'd put it in the group chat, I think, or maybe dad had. Um, that's sad for us and happy for her. She did say she had no gas left in the tank, which is fucking fair mm, enough.
2: Fair enough.
0: Yeah, but in saying that,
1: Squish, we've got a new prime minister naturally now. Chippy. Yeah, is that is that what the people are the people are calling him?
2: Yeah, that's yeah, I've, I've talked to people, and that's what they're saying. Um, yeah, right. Chris Hipkins, um, as of yesterday, is officially now the PM of New Zealand. But leading up to that, he was really like the 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 fixer for the government. Um, he's picked up a few important hats when really. They needed someone to step up. For example, during the mid-stages of the COVID pandemic, he was the minister for COVID-19 response. Um, You could argue that that was fairly important at the time. He got bumped up to health minister during COVID as well when his predecessor, David Clark, got caught mountain biking during a lockdown, which was... (laughs) He took his mountain bike in his, like, painted-up David Clark PM for Dunedin van, so...
1: That's why Dad didn't want his car sign written.
2: Yeah, exactly, yeah, because he he might might get done. Um, uh, Also, he's currently, well, kind of currently, I don't know. When I wrote this, he was currently, but he's probably not anymore, uh, Minister of Police because ram raids were the crime of the moment a month or two ago, and people were pitching a fit about it. Uh, He was also the Minister of Education, again, a pretty major one, you'd Mm -hmm. have to say, Um, and Minister for Public Service, which I'm not actually sure what that is, but sounds pretty important. Um, and also leader of the house, which is basically the job that the Republicans couldn't pick the other day. But since Republicans, yeah, yeah, it's six seventeen in the sorry, morning. Shut sorry. up. But, oh, well, not but. He also seems like a pretty genuine, like, down to earth guy, right? Like, he has repeated the phrase boy from the hut a few times in recent days. For people that aren't familiar with New Zealand geography, which is probably quite a few of you, he's referring to the Hutt Valley, which is like, it's more wor- the the working class and industrious Wellington. The, the Stokes Valley Bar from the 20 fucking wax video is located in the lower hut. So, that, that gives you a pretty oh, good right. indication of, of that. Um,. He has also prompted the Parliamentary Cafe to return sausage rolls to the full-time menu um, as he would have one every morning for breakfast, which isn't really befitting of a health minister, I would have thought, but he makes up for it by washing washing it down with a can of Diet Coke.
1: I was literally going to say that before I realised Nick's probably about to bring Uh up the Diet Coke addiction. So he's just one of the girlies.
2: Yeah, he's one of the girlies, and he would describe himself as that as well. The Diet Coke cans, Lucy were commonly featured on the podium during his many 1pm press conference appearances as COVID response minister. Many of you will remember him telling the country to spread their legs <laughs> at that podium. A, sl- a slip of the tongue from Stretch Your Legs, uh, but one he owned um, and appeared a week later at the press conference with a Spread Your Legs, Not the Virus mug.
1: And I will say it went very viral on Cisco. Oh
2: my out. God, you it. Were-
1: no, pun intended. COVID.
2: Oh, yeah, good, Those- <laughs> Oh, no, it seems like a good unit.
1: I was going to say, is he giving PM?
2: Yeah, he is giving PM. He's giving mad, He's <laughs> giving strong PM energy, strong PM vibes. He's basically said that he wants to get back down to the bread and butter issues. He's also repeated that a few times. Um, right. I think his number one priority, as you could probably imagine, is cost of living.
1: I see that he's been sworn in, so not going back now. Chippy? No, nah,
2: he's, he's pretty much committed to... <laughs> Till the election, which I don't know it will be pretty tough, it'll be Chris versus Chris, Chris Luxon versus Chris um, Chippy, Chris Hipkins.
1: Imagine the two people going for the Prime Minister, two white dudes called Chris. Yeah, oh, we don't have to.
2: Well, no, yeah, but imagine please. it, Lucy. Just open your eyes. At least our new Deputy Prime Minister is of Samoan and Tongan descent, Carmel Supaloni. Yes.
1: Do you know what I love about her? Is um because I read. Obviously, the spin-off are doing brilliant election coverage right now or coverage on um, these people taking over these new roles. And I kind of love that one of the lines was that she, like you couldn't really find that much out about her because although she's been in the realm for a while, she's sort of been off the radar, like like you'd want to be if you were taking a position like deputy PM
2: She was welfare minister, but she's a Westie, which matches well with a boy from the hut. Uh, And those two have known each other for a very long time, apparently, and always worked quite well together. So interesting to see how they get on.
1: Hell yeah. Slight pivot to something not so nice. Um, Nick, there has been like a bunch of mass shootings in the U.S., Surprise, surprise. First of all, I'm just going to run through two of them really quickly and then an update on the six-year-old who shot his teacher. So the first shooting I'm going to talk about is the Monterey Park shooting, which was on the day of the celebration for the Lunar New Year um, over in the States. Basically, the suspect for this one was 72-year-old Hu Tran, who went into a ballroom and shot dead i think it's up to 11 people now and injured a bunch of others Um, police haven't identified a motive but there is a huge asian and quite big latin community in the area that he was in um obviously the police haven't identified the motive and so We can only assume. Um, But apparently he came to the dance studio, the ballroom, to find his wife. And then he just started the quote from a person who was there was, he just started shooting everybody when they dance. So don't really know what went on there. He was found dead in his car, um, self-inflicted. So we might never know, but just... Just fucking.
2: Pretty, pretty grim.
1: Yeah, just grim ass. Then the next day, a man in California, a 67 year old this time, called Zhao Chunli, shot dead seven former co workers in the south of San Francisco. Um, and they, all of them, are Chinese American farm workers. So I just can't imagine what a time it is to be living in America right now as an Asian or a Southeast Asian person. It just. Feels like they can't get a break, and it must be fucking, honestly terrifying and really heartbreaking. And I think um, I saw someone the other day write about how to leave that side of things out of your reporting, even though it's not like confirmed that these were hate crimes, but to leave out the demographic information about who's getting shot, despite who is doing mm. the shooting, is really redundant because it's affecting one community way in a way greater way than it's affecting another so i can't imagine just fucking get rid of guns it's not that easy i know it is it's just the reaction that you want to say get rid of fucking guns um there was another shooting within um there was three mass shootings in eight days the other one happened i can't actually remember where but um i think a mother and a child were killed just like
2: it just yeah it's like oh yeah and there was another one
1: Yeah, and then there is an update on, Nick, you remember I spoke about the six-year-old that bought a gun into school and Mm -hmm. shot his teacher, Um, so some updates on that one. The family of this child said that he had an acute disability, which meant that the parents actually usually went to class with him, um, but they didn't the week that the shooting occurred, and they said They'll regret their absence, obviously, on that day for the rest of their lives. Something interesting that a newsletter reader um, emailed back to me saying, and this kind of goes for everything. I hope it's quite clear that when we say things like he suffered an acute disability, whatever that was, it doesn't mean that we are saying that people that also might have acute disabilities will all be capable of doing something like this or that it explains yeah. it or that it's like a textbook response. You know, it, it's not painting a broad brushstroke over to everyone that might have a disability. So anyway, but it's not, an, it's, it's simply an explanation from the parents. Um, the family say that the firearm that he used, the child was secured and that they've always been committed to responsible gun ownership and keeping firearms out of the reach of children. So the gun was apparently in his mother's closet on a top shelf that was over six feet high and it had a and it had a trigger lock that required a key so i mean we don't know any more about how he gained access to it but it must have been like you know a bit premeditated
2: how is a firearm secured when it's on the top shelf of the closet that's not secured to me
1: secured to me is like In a fucking... In a
2: gun safe. Like every gun in New Zealand has to be.
1: Yeah, I agree. The teacher that he shot, I will say, on a more positive note, was released from the hospital this week. Still getting outpatient care, but she's...
2: She's going to be all good.
1: Doing better. She's going to be good. Um, And then one thing that I didn't actually talk about last time when we were talking about this situation, was what is going to happen to the six-year-old. That's because no one really knows, because there's no, like, standard procedure when the six-year-old is at the centre of a crime. The Times did report that um, the youngest you can be sentenced to a juvenile prison in Virginia where this happened is 11, and a six-year-old can't, I think, even in these circumstances, be charged as an adult. So... Do the parents? I'm not sure what happens from here. Um, you'd hope that someone has some accountability for this, but also the
2: owner, of the owner of the gun. Surely, like if it's if it's possible for a six-year-old mm. to to get the gun and unlock it, unlock yeah. the the trigger lock, then it's obviously
1: not secure enough. Yeah, I oh, know. I agree. Um, and apparently, just one other thing. He had shown signs of violence toward this teacher previously. So it was on the school's radar, which might have been why the parents had been accompanying him to class every day. But anyway, so that's a bit of a morbid update on the States. Squish, have you got something maybe a little lighter for us?
2: Maybe. It's pretty serious still. It is another crime story. Crime is... Ripping through the community on Waiheke Island and is tearing the residents apart.
1: Just for everyone listening, Waiheke Island is a, is a small island just out of Tamaki Makoto.
2: Yeah, you never know when the strike will happen, but when it does, everyone gets struck. Uh, Jacob Coatesy told Stuff, it's traumatic, nobody's letterboxes are safe. Now I'm not talking about ram raids or even a crime more befitting of the affluent island like tax evasion or corporate espionage no it's more sinister than that wahiki island is being subject to a cereal sausager someone is sneaking around the island delivering the staple kiwi summer meal bread and tomato sauce included albeit unwanted in this case into letter boxes all over the island Jacob was the first person to find a snag in his letterbox back in the summer of 2022. He's the first victim of the so-called cereal sausager, raving the luxurious island, but he's not the only one. I sent a picture to my friend group, and some of them some of them had been sausaged as well. That's when we realised we had a cereal sausager on the island, Coitsey said. It's ripping us apart. We can't trust one another. I've been accused. My brother's been accused. It's a witch hunt. Now, Lucy... This isn't the only food-based letterbox shenanigan to plague our peaceful little country. In 2016, in our very own hometown, in fact, Blenheim residents received what they thought were low-fat muesli bars in their letterboxes, only to find each wrapper contained just a roll of cardboard, which, to be fair, probably tastes about just as good as a low-fat muesli bar. So, as of recording, (laughs) the Surfdale cereal sausage is still at large, and I urge anyone with information to contact me so I can post on Instagram about it. I have also booked flights to Waiheke for next weekend, so me and Lucy can personally come and investigate it. Safer communities together, everybody watch out. You might be next. I don't want to be a fear monger on this humble little podcast, but this is serious and we could all be getting sausaged soon.
1: We could all be getting snagged, and I feel like just a, a little bit of context for the people. A sausage sizzle, which is the meal that they are they're trying to gift you in your letterbox, um. Is sausage in a piece of white bread with tomato sauce, and we call it a sausage sizzle. And a snag, we call a snag
2: a sausage sizzle. People might know them as the Bunning snag if you're on TikTok.
1: Sorry, I really thought that was going to be a lighter story, but it's left me reeling. Um.
2: Well, I mean, there's there's uh, there are so many questions and just so few answers, Lucy. I'm I don't even know where to begin. We've got a big day on Waiheke. Already planned, but we're going to have to throw that all in the bin. We're going to have to
1: do the hop-on, hop-off bus, but just at (laughs) letterboxes.
2: Yeah. Stop here, bus driver. (laughs) I see a letterbox. I need a check to see if there's a sausage in there.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. Now, Mm. Nick brought the good news story this week, but I can see the title says, not a good news story, but a funny animal story, which is your forte.
2: Yeah, look, Lucy... I I talked to the people. The people didn't want good no. news. Not this week. They wanted they wanted a they wanted an animal story. So I'm yeah. I'm a man of the people, and I just have to give the people what they want. Next
1: prime
2: minister um, behaviour. Yeah, yeah. Look, if Shippy can't handle the can't handle the drandal, then I'm prepared to step up. On Saturday night, one of the great escapes of our time took place. Two hoy ho chicks at the Dunedin Wildlife Hospital broke free of their pen and caused havoc, leaving the staff to face the quote, (laughs) Poonami. Obviously a a Poo Tsunami, if you didn't quite get the reference. Um, Hoi Ho Chicks, they are uh, little penguins. yeah so very cute wildlife care assistant amelia saxby was on cleanup duty um along with some hospital volunteers she said that these two little chickies obviously found a weakness in the bolt on their pen that evening gave it a bit of a push and found they were wild and free and could just have full run of the ward floor she told rnz's morning report which they evidently made the most of judging by the great spread of poo we found in the morning (laughs) she's good at media yeah well i mean it's it's a straight to the point, really, isn't it? Yeah. The two offenders apparently showed no remorse. There was a, oh, have we done something wrong? Look about them, she said. But as soon as they spot someone, they start wondering where their next meal is coming from, so they quickly moved on to, have you got food? (laughs) So the Dunedin Wildlife Hospital, fantastic place. They house all sorts of birds, but hoi run run the place. Um, There have been about 40% of the patients that they've brought in over the last five years. So that's about 1,100 little penguins. So that's pretty cool.
1: And so they bring them in, treat them, feed them and then then rehouse them. Yeah. That's cute. And I know Poonami would not have been a cute thing to clean up, but...
2: No, Christ, could you imagine that?
1: The idea of little (laughs) pingwings.
2: Yeah, the idea of little pinglings just (laughs) sort of... (laughs) Just sort of wandering around.
1: I hope everyone gets that reference. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, same.
1: If not, Google Benedict <laughs> Cumberbatch.
2: Benedict or Cumberbatch.
1: Oh, my God. And on that note, the only thing that I want to plug for you to check out so that it encourages him to keep doing it is um, the shit show Instagram's political coverage. <laughs>
2: No, Lucy, I'm actually um, cancelling I'm cancelling the political coverage and this is gonna be a full time investigative journalism account, um, targeting the, the surfdale snagger.
1: I thought you were gonna say I'm cancelling it because it went from wearing high heels to flap shoes.
2: <laughs> yeah Yeah. Yeah, Jacinda with her high heels was gone. We're back to back <laughs> and to and no his sneakers. Ever, to be seen. No M and M's. Actually I must ask shippy when i see him next whether he likes m or not
1: maybe he'll come and help us with the snag search i reckon that's pretty prime minister yeah
2: actually i'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna email him now
1: yeah okay team um you already know you already know who i am <laughs> no you already... already know where to find lucy <laughs> yeah you already do know where to find me and now you know where to find squish and we shall see you next week,
2: next week. see you later
1: bye